guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. And today we're here with Quincy, the social groomer. Many of you guys know her, you've seen her, you've taken her classes. And she's also, if you haven't noticed, she's taken over the Teton Groom Expo. So we'll have some information on that as well, because that's really exciting. <laughs> so let's uh, go into a little bit of kind of how you got into the pet industry and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so I started back in 2007 at corporate. Literally, I was just out of high school and I always wanted to work with animals, but I didn't know where and school wasn't really my thing. And so my dad's like, oh, this pet co opened up down the road. You should go and check it out. So I went there and they're just like, we need bathers. That's all. And so I kind of fell into it. I feel like a lot of groomers fall into grooming, right? Because you don't really know what's out there. So I got pushed, not pushed, but I went there, worked there and I loved it. I was a bather for quite a while until my manager was like, I want you to groom. And pretty much I groomed, took over and I managed for corporate for five years, helped train out here. I'm in Utah. So I helped train their salons with customer service and sales um, and their groomers. And then I had a little girl and decided it was time to go out on my own. So I've been out on my own now for 11 years and I just do solo me, my own, don't have to manage people anymore. It's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And, um, from there, I just started making connections with other groomers. I, my, I go by the social groomer because of the social media, but it also is kind of a play on words because I'm a pretty social person as well. And so I love meeting groomers from all across the States, the world, all that stuff. And I, Met some really great connections that got me to start working trade shows. So I started working in the trade shows right before COVID happened. I worked two trade shows and then our world shut down and I was like, okay. So I met other people and I was like, you know, now that trade shows are back, if you ever need somebody to come work, like, let me know. And I started making my connections by doing shows and um, a person who I used to do social media for uh, found out I did social media and asked me to start doing it for her. And she's a pretty big deal. Um, groom team member. And so she kind of helped me get out of just doing gyms and stuff local in my area of social media, which I've always had a passion for and turned it into where it's an industry that I'm already in and love taking something else that I love and meshing it together. And so because of that, I started doing social media management for groomers and everything. And so I've taken, yeah, I've taken my two passions and here I am today. It's led me to working for Barkley, which is the largest trade show company. I help take dogs in and out of classes. And now I own my own grooming show, thanks to honestly Barkley and the past owner of Teton. And I'm here now just doing all the things, anything I can do in pet grooming to make our industry better. So that's awesome. Do you still groom or do you mainly focus on like the administrative stuff? I do. I groom three days a week. I have some of the best clients in the world. My clients book out for a whole year in advance and they're on a schedule. And so I know what my days literally look like. It's the same group every day of the week matching like the following month. So I have the most easy schedule and I love it. So it gives me time to do all the other stuff too. So I just dip into all the jars. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. So um, talking about the social media, so you obviously were already doing that for maybe some other industries, not necessarily the grooming industry. Yep. And you got into that. What percentage would you say um, of your time do you spend doing other social media, other groomers, social media? If Like work-life balance, like 50% of the time, like yeah. between the two jobs, I'd say like 50% of my life is social media management. So I have a lot of clients who do some really cool things and 
I take care of a ton of stuff for them. So. Oh yeah. We understand how important that is. We, uh, you know, we kind of started dipping our toes, like is, as you say, in a bunch of different things. And so for us, social media was one of the things that was slacking. And then um, it's one of those, well, when we have time, we'll get to it things. And then you don't realize like you, you'll go from three or four days to three or four weeks and you haven't even had a post and it's just like, oh, well, no wonder, you know, you're not getting people calling in or you're not getting that client. And I think the biggest thing we took away from your class is schedule the post. Cause you know, if you can't go to sleep, you're up at midnight, why not go ahead and schedule 15 posts out? And then you don't have to worry about it for a while. Exactly. I'm like, I, even if you do like a week, I tell people like, just like your Sunday night before you go to bed, say like, this is what I'm doing for the whole week. And then it's out of your week. And you just said it like every Saturday or Sunday for the next week. It's such a great way to do it. So, yeah. So what are some of the, the biggest things that you've seen that kind of help boost people's social media or get traction, get new um, followers and actually turn those into new customers? It's honestly the engagement and connection. So like, I always joke. Now, I don't know this about you guys. Are either of you guys groomers? Uh, Yes. Okay, cool. So like, (laughs) you know, like the joke where we're always like, don't look at my dog. Like, don't judge my grooming off my dog because it's the last dog that ever gets touched because I'm taking care of everybody else's. I say the same thing about my social media page because my yeah. page, I'd be crazy. I'm super honest about it. You look at it and it's like lucky if it gets like three posts a month. Why? Because my attention is on my clients and I don't need to like, I don't worry about that one. So I'm always like, don't mind mine. Don't follow yeah. mine. But um, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going to make you ask your question one more time because ADHD brain just kicked in where I was going with that. Oh, I'll no. be honest on that too. So can you rephrase your question? <laughs> I will try my best. Um, So what would you think some of the biggest things or the most important things are when you're engaging in social media, like to actually get new customers and actually turn those followers into customers? Okay, there we go. I'm back. I know where we were going with that. So yeah, so I will say you should be posting frequently. So I say, do as I say, not as I do. When you look at my thing, that's where I was going. But if you are constant and you know, like, Hey, let's be realistic. I can only post to my account three times a week, like set that and stick to it the best that you can. Obviously we're all human and everything, but the more engagement and the more posts you have, the more you're getting back from the people seeing your page, the more your page is out there and everything. And so for you to build, if you're just a grooming salon where you're trying to build your business, commenting on your like community groups, all that stuff and posting to where people can see who you are, what you're doing in the community or what service you're providing for the community is really big. I always talk about how you should have a face attached to your social media. There's so many groomers who don't have a face there and it's proven more people actually engage with accounts that they can actually see a face or a person who is that account versus here's a cute dog. Here's a cute dog. Here's a cute dog. So, or cat, I should also throw my cats and bunnies in there. (laughs) So, but you have stuff like that. So I always say like making sure that you have a set schedule, what you want to post, you're posting on two platforms. The key of two platforms is super important because you're going to get engagement from a certain crowd on your Instagram versus your Facebook. So it opens you up to so much more too. And on top of that, you're able to see your insights of like, what is pulling in your clients and everything to see what is intriguing to them, what they're finding is a fan on your page. So making sure you know who your, we call them soulmate clients. So know who your soulmate client is 
make sure that is who is actually following and engaging with your insights. So then you can continue to lock in that cell as you narrow it down to say, these are who I want and what I want. And then those are the accounts you want to be engaging with. Okay. Well, what would be beneficial for a new group, not, excuse me, not a new groomer, but someone going out on their own using, utilizing your services before, let's say a month before they actually say if they were going mobile, getting their van delivered. So for me, like, so if you were coming to me right now and you're like, I'm going to open in a month and like what we'd want to do, like I would literally draft out like a whole month calendar. Like this is what we're doing. These are like the groups I want you to like, I'll research their areas, like find like local, like mom groups. Um, like if you're religious, a religious group on their Facebook things and I'll lay it out and I'll start with something as simple as like, who am I? And start with a post like that, because I think that is a very important thing for your clients to know. And then I'll start breaking it down into posts that are engaging to build up the hype of being like, oh, we're getting our new van today. So come with us and like tour our van and be like, do you have questions about this van? And kind of start a conversation so people would learn more about like what mobile is and why it would be beneficial to them. And then posting what type of services they have as long as showing the product of a finished groom of what they can do to show people why it would be beneficial to them. And then start getting it networked out into those areas that would be beneficial to their service area. Cause it's far too often. I see people use Google ads or Facebook ads and they don't know how to use them. And so they're marketing to who they think is a client, but I get groomers showing up in my feet all the time. Cause they're marketing to people who follow their page, which half of the time, how many times are you in groomer groups? And they're like, come follow my Instagram page. And they have all the groomers following them. It takes the algorithm and is showing that those are your following. So like I get people's ads from Oklahoma, Florida, all that. And I'm in Utah. And as soon as I click on it, they lose money on that ad and they're not advertising to the right person. So I always am about staying local and getting into your local groups. I think that would be beneficial, especially people buying a new van, their payment's so high, they're scared that they're not going to be fully booked. And how long is it going to take them to get fully booked to go ahead and start putting their name and stuff out there a month or two before? Oh, absolutely. Now, do you offer coaching as far as social media or do you only handle accounts? Like, I know- Yeah, I do coaching. Okay. Yeah. So normally, so I have a limit, right? I believe in having a happy work-life balance. So I do not work like on weekends or anything. Like I take care of myself on that. So I will only take X amount of work. Like I, it used to be clients, but now I have clients who have multiple things. So I will only say I can take this much work for the week of me being able to like actually do a beneficial job and not do quantity, but do quality. And so when I pick that, like I'll set that, but I always leave room open for coaching calls. So I'll do like a couple of coaching calls throughout a month. Like I have one cute girl who is just building up her TikTok. Like that's what she wants to do. And we talk about each, cause she have to post a ton of videos for TikTok to boom on TikTok. So we like go over, these are the videos that she's doing for the upcoming week, which are a ton of them. And I'll like even sit there and watch them and read her captioning on them. And I'd say, Hey, I would reword this, or I think this keyword would be better. So I do stuff like that as well. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. Cause I haven't heard of anyone. Like I kind of assumed, I guess, from taking your class that you did that, but yeah. Um, you know, cause there's so much to understand. We went through your class, we've studied, we've done as much, you know, internet searching as I feel like we can do to try to figure out like the SEO and the different things. And, um, but it's still like, 
I couldn't explain it to someone, you know, yeah. and I barely could get through ours. Like we said, like we have someone that helps us with that. One of yes. our members, like that's just something he likes to do. So he puts I all of that things together. And, you know, I've just now gotten into the making sure like one thing we did was I pulled up all the national days of the year. And so yeah. those are all anyone that was kind of relevant to pet industry. I put on a list and now at the beginning of the month, I've been auto do setting those up at least for the month yes. based on like holidays that. and the big days. Like we already have content for, cause I love that. the last thing I can't tell you how many years we've missed the national dog day or national pet appreciation day, or it's yep. like, okay, we're, you know, dog grooming and boarding. And how do we not remember dog day or you exactly, know, so, exactly. It's a uh, good thing to prepare a month out, like no. know what's coming up that month. So you can start preparing for it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, Teton, if you don't mind. So let's go into Salt Lake City this year, correct? Yes, it's moving from Idaho Falls to Salt Lake City. So I'm really excited to be bringing it. Uh, It was really hard for vendors to get to Idaho Falls because of where it was at, their tiny airport. Okay. They either had to come to Salt Lake and drive the four hours there or have a huge layover here and then get on a little commuter plane to get to Idaho Falls. So this will make it a lot better to provide a lot more education opportunities uh, for the groomers attending the show. So I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you actually hammered down a date for that too, didn't you? Yes. Uh, May 10th through the 12th. Okay. Of next year. Yeah. So how, um, and you'll still have the classes and the, the expo area, the trade show, as well as the grooming competitions, correct? Yep. That will all be there. So just like all the other, most all other shows, it will be, it will be ran pretty closely to the same, maybe a little different. We're, we're talking about throwing in some fun, different competitions that aren't normal because we're not groom team sanctioned. So we want to have possibly a little fun with one of the days. So we have a few ideas that we're toying around with to see if we can make work in the schedule. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you think registration will, that people can look for registration for that? So registration will be opening in February. So yeah, that gives them a couple of months to get their payments in and then also get their dogs prepped and ready to for that show. Awesome. And then um, I guess a little bit, what is just a helpful hint or just like words of advice that if someone's going to do one thing as far as social media, what should be the one thing that they do? If they do it, um, just do it. I know that sounds funny, but it is like I get emails from people being like, I'm so scared to post. So I always like try to be like, why are you scared to post? Like, what is it? Like, what is holding you back? And honestly, it's a lot of people are worried that they're going to be copying somebody and that that person's going to think they're copying them or that they're going to look stupid. And I figure as long as you're showing up as your true self and posting what you feel vibes with your business, like that's all that matters because again, it's going to attract your soulmate people to you. So just post it no matter what, like, I'm going to be honest. I post, do you guys have Spotify? And yep. listen to like, you know, it just did like Spotify wrapped for the year. Oh yeah. I made like a whole thing about like dog groomer ones. And I'll be honest, it was like a night creation. It was like two 30 in the morning. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So I created this just for fun and I posted it. But as soon as I got online to go post it, there was Jess Rona with the same like thing. She yeah. did an unwrap for pet grooming. And I was like, okay, Jess is like going to be like Quincy, you're copying me. And that like 
imposter syndrome played in, but I was like, you know what? No, hers is cute. Mine is cute. Post it, do it. And mine fit with the people who follow me where hers fit with the people who followed her. And it doesn't matter that we posted the same thing. Why? Because that's what social media is. And I think that's what a lot of people worry about is like if they're posting the right thing or how people are going to perceive it, you just post what fits for you and just do it. And even though it's scary, you're going to go somewhere if you actually are consistent and share who you are and who your brand is. I think that's great advice. I agree with it too, because I mean, there's a reason people come to your salon or go to your mobile versus the other person anyway. So if you stay true to that, then you're going to continue to gain more clients like that. So I think Absolutely. that's great advice. Yeah. And we definitely agree with the whole soulmate clients. Like our clients are not the clients that we refer out to other people because they may be a better fit. You know, we have our brand and what's included and the type of clientele that we want to attract. And we understand that's not for everybody. And so that's, that's a good way to look at it to actually like, Oh, you know, if what if I, someone doesn't like what I'm posting or doesn't like me to turn around and look at it like, well, that's not the kind of client I want anyways. You know, they're not going to be understanding. They're not going to be flexible or whatever it is that you need. So I think I wouldn't have necessarily thought that that, you know, would be a big issue to see over and over, but really I can see where it would be. I know a lot of people feel overwhelmed. They're already, you know, if they're a small business owner, they're working themselves there. They don't have the work-life balance set up yet or whatever, but how, how much time should they schedule a week to work on social media to to actually be successful at it? Say Facebook and Instagram account. I know TikTok takes a lot of time, but. Yeah. TikTok. I tell everyone, like when I, you guys were in my class, I said it in my class. If you are here to be like, Instagram, TikTok famous. I am not your teacher because it is like, even the girl I'm working with right now is like, you weren't lying. You said this was a lot of work. Like she's run running out of ideas and constantly trying to keep up on it. So, um, with like your soulmate client and everything it's, oh my gosh, you guys welcome to my brain. <laughs> I am so sorry. I might, I am, I should have probably told you this before we started my ADHD new meds are taking my brain away from me right now. So welcome to life. So where you went with that question? I am so embarrassed, but oh no, you're fine. We're like, so (laughs) my gosh, this has never happened to me when I've done one of these. So I feel so great. (laughs) Real life. Well, this is real you. So this is real. And I tell people, I mean, in my class, I've told people that. So like, this is who I am. So how much should someone budget to work on social media, like Facebook and Instagram? Oh. Just uh, the So it just really that. depends. It depends. So if you're like a smaller shop, like the hours and stuff you're investing a week, like at least like two hours, probably a week. Um, and that's just for your Facebook, Instagram. If you're going TikTok, you're looking at like 10 hours minimum a week in just creating video content and alone. And that's how good you are at it too. Like if you're new to it, it's going to take you a minute to... Uh, figure that out. And so it could take longer and everything, but I would say most people I know who are just their Facebook and Instagrams where I just coach them and they do solo, they're probably at about like two to three hours a week of what they do. Cause they're pretty nitpicky too. They go through and edit their photos. So they're not dull. So they're like a nice bright color because the clients they're attracting are definitely a higher end one. Um, they have put a lot of time into their photo backdrops and all that stuff. So they'll sit in front of their backdrops with that dog and spend like a good 10 minutes of getting like a video clip of it, a photo clip of it. And they like film the whole room to like turn it into something. So I would say you could spend anywhere from an hour to like 15 hours a week, depending on your level of what you would like to do. Okay. Well, the lower end on that's very manageable. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like for reals, I always say is like, if you can at least try to get three posts out a week, 
Yeah. Like that's better than nothing. Honestly, I have one lady super cute from Texas that was in my class and she just does it every Wednesday. She's like, I'm just doing a Wednesday post. And I'm like, it's better than nothing. Cause you're at least showing a glimpse each week. So people can see you're at least being active. Like I'd rather that than your account just sit and be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of times we'll look set. That's another great point. We'll look some a business up, not even grooming related, but there hasn't a post for a year. And it's like, well, is this business even still open? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, cause there's no interaction whatsoever. So that's a good one. At right. least just post enough that, or even if it's just Wednesdays, you know, and your customers get used to that, then they're like, oh, well, Wednesday, what dogs are on this week or what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and two, I think people need to understand that work-life balance. You cannot groom 50 hours a week and then do three hours of social media a week plus your pay like you have to come up with that balance so just having some type of frame to put in your weekly schedule I think that's beneficial yeah I tell people to put it in your schedule if you can like I am definitely someone who believes in not uh overworking yourself been there done that I did it for years and if you don't put it in a balance then you're going to dread doing it and so if you don't put it into your schedule, I see a lot of groomers who are like, oh, I just didn't have time and I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, but if you schedule it, even if you just schedule into your week and say like on Wednesday morning, right? Like I'm going to post the like one post for me and like put it in your day-to-day schedule. It can help like when you're actually saying that's part of your work day too, which I don't think many people do. They're like, I'll just post it whenever here and there. Right. So scheduling is great for work-life balance for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah. That's definitely something we struggled with. And as this year, it's kind of gotten a little crazy and away from us, but like work-life balance is so important and you don't realize how many things go into that, that take up your time. And it's just like social media is one of those. It's just like, Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. It's like a lot of people are that way with taxes. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Then they, they hand a big box of receipts to their accountant and wonder why it takes three months to get, you know, a tax return. But it's like the same way. It's like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And it's like, well, why don't I get any messages? Why, why are we not getting new followers? Whatever. Like we know like our, our biggest engagement is between 10 AM and 12 PM. And I so- love that. That's like when I do remember to schedule something, it comes out at 10 a.m. because that's my two hour window. And that yes. was some advice that I got from you is know your metrics. Like, you know, a lot Facebook, at least now, especially they're really good about tracking a lot of that. And then now we have well, they a- track Instagram. So it's like we never miss a comment. We never miss a thing. So it's like, you know, that helps in those slower times, too, because you can go in and say, oh, hey, you know post something and you know, they're going to see it because you're, you are used to engaging with them. So exactly. Um, all the advice you gave is just, it is very manageable and doable. It's just, you have to make the time for it. So yeah. Or make an employee do it. I have many groomers who have sent their, their staff to my class. And then they stay after asking me all the questions. And then they're like, I'm just going to pay one of my groomers a little extra each month. And they go that way too. Like if it's something you know, you're not going to do give it to somebody, hand it off to somebody, because then you already know you don't have a positive energy towards it. So scheduling is always going to be negative. And I've seen negative like affect people's posts too, because they're like, oh, here I am having to post the stupid thing for work again, even though the stupid thing is what is keeping you engaged with your clients and bringing people in. So I always say, if you can't do it, pass it off to an employee who's interested. So obviously you're going to be at Teton because you're running it, but I, I mean, I might yeah. be there. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but what other shows that are coming up at the first of the year can people find you at? 
Oh, pretty much every Barclays show I'm at this year. I think the only one I'm not at is Tacoma and possibly Chicago, but I work all of their shows. So I'll be in Pasadena, in Jersey, in Texas, in Ohio, Hershey, New England, and Florida. Awesome. I might be missing one, but pretty much all of them. You can see me walking all the cute dogs to the educators. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, oh, where's the best place for people to get in contact with you? Uh, if you do Instagram or Facebook, the social groomer, or if you're someone who loves being friends with other groomer people, you can always add me as a friend on Facebook. It's Quincy Cole. It's Quincy with an I, not a Y. My mother cursed me. <laughs> and um, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm always happy to answer any social media questions. So awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes also. Yeah. And we definitely recommend everybody taking your class because like I said, we picked up a ton of valuable information to like follow the metrics, actually schedule the post because we're too busy to do it when we think we're going to do it. And so that's true. Um, that's very, been very helpful. Well, thank oh, you so for your time today. <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs>